Good morning and welcome to the AM show with Austin and Matt. Uh, we want to start this episode off by uh, say, just saying that our hearts are with the uh, Bryant family. Uh, the news on Sunday is tragic um, and there's a lot of misinformation right now so we'll probably report back on this on Wednesday. Um, hopefully by then there's more um, facts and less misinformation out there. Um, but for right now we just want to say um, our hearts are with the Bryant family and that's a very sad situation. Um, moving into today's episode though, we're going to be talking about uh, conspiracy theories. And so we're just going to cover a wide range of conspiracy theories, get some ideas and some conversation going about them. Um, and I'll let you start us off with the first one. Um, I also want to preference that I don't think either of us either necessarily believe these conspiracy theories, I don't think. Do you? Um, I mean... I think I think there's some truth to all conspiracy theories, but I I don't wholly accept every conspiracy theory. Okay, yeah, I just want to preference that. You know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like you know th- jam these down your throat. De- type this is thing. definitely not a, a persuasive episode. Yeah, it's, but it's just an informative episode. Yeah, and kind of something's interesting, I guess. Um, well, I guess I'm gonna start with a little not as well known ones, I guess. So like for me, I didn't even know about the uh, the CIA and the AIDS connection. Um, so all my references come from time, so you can take that as you will, just as a basis uh, for a little you know, paragraph summary of what it is. So um, with the connection between the CIA and AIDS, so since the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention first reported you know, HIV and AIDS epidemic in 1981, Rumors have persisted that the deadly virus was created by the CIA to wipe out homosexuals and African Americans. Um, even today, the conspiracy theory has a number of high-profile believers. Um, the South African president, I don't know how to say his name, uh, Tabu or Tabu Pedek or something like that, uh, um, once touted the theory dis- disputing scientific claims that the virus originated in Africa and accusing the U.S. government of manufacturing a disease in military labs. And when she won the Nobel Peace Prize, um, a Kenyan ecologist used the international spotlight to support that theory as well. Others insist that the government deliberately injected gay men with the virus during 1978 hepatitis B experiments in New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Still others point to Richard Nixon, who combined the U.S. Army's Biowarfare Department with the National Cancer Institute in 1971. Though the co-discoveries of HIV, Dr. Robert, Robert Gallo of the National Cancer Institute and Dr. Luke Montagnier of the Pasteur Institute in Paris don't agree on its origins. Most members of the scientific community believe this virus jumped from monkeys to humans sometime during the 1930s. There's actually a lot of CIA conspiracies, honestly. There's conspiracies that the CIA was part of the uh, conspirers to kill Kennedy. There's there's, there's actually evidence and... It's fact they trained uh, Osama bin Laden, but mm, there's yeah. but there's also conspiracy theories that they funded um, Al Qaeda and other terrorist organizations while they were committing terrorist acts. Uh, there's claims that the CIA uh, has a fleet of dolphins that they train for warfare. All kinds of yeah, all kinds <laughs> yeah. of conspiracies for the CIA. Um, but yeah, I, I I've heard of of this one for a long time. This this is a See, I have never heard of this one before. Yeah, the, so it's like. There's almost a, a claim that they were 
injecting people in the poor nations of Africa mm-hmm. and letting it spread just to test its effects. Um, That's so weird. Yeah. It, I mean, and it's hard to, you know, factually test that or not, but yeah. um, it's, wonder, it's interesting nonetheless. I wonder if there's like some deep hidden paperwork or something on that that haven't been dug up or they, if, if this conspiracy was true, if they, you know, destroyed all the evidence. There's another conspiracy that, you know, that there's a cave behind Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. It holds a bunch of like secret documents that the government really? doesn't want you to see because they bare barred <laughs> it up. So maybe it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That one, interesting. Um, we can, if you want to, talk about CA, we can talk about the JFK one. Give up. I mean, I... Um, okay, so we're going to run down on that one. So... So starting off, uh, you know, JFK was assassinated on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, struck by two bullets, one in the head, one in the neck. Um, he was o- riding an open topped limo through Daly Plaza. Is that how you say it? Daly mm-hmm. pa- Plaza in Dallas, and Lee Harvey Oswald was charged with killing him. In two thousand three, an ABC News poll found that seventy percent of Americans believe Kennedy's death was a result of a result of a broader plot, which that's interesting. Or seven okay, that's interesting. Um, the trajectory of the bullets, some say, didn't square with the Oswald's perch on the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Others suggest a second gunman, perhaps on the grassy knoll of Daly Plaza, participated in the shooting. Others believe in an even broader conspiracy. Was Kennedy killed by CIA agents acting either out of anger over the Bay of Pigs or at the behest of Vice President Lyndon Johnson? Um, were they KGB operatives, mobsters mad at Kennedy's brother for initiating the prosecution of organized crime rings, and just so much other different conspiracies on who actually people think killed Kennedy? I think one of the most prevalent conspiracy theories for the Kennedy assassination is the uh, second gunman. Typically, when you read any conspiracy theory regarding the assassination, there's, I think, a widespread consensus among among conspirers that there was probably a second shooter. Um, And there's docu-series and documentaries and stuff that, I wouldn't say prove it, but they kind of, they lay out enough information where it's hard to either accept or deny just because it's, you know, hard to prove, but there's evidence there. There's, yeah, there's, it just doesn't match up with the story that's... There's also supposedly pictures of the guy on the grassy knoll, but he's just like a shadowy figure. So... I haven't seen... Yeah, that that came about when they were talking about the second shooter. Um, I guess images surfaced or whatever, but there was there's no way to identify who it was or what he looked like. It's just kind of a shadow of mm-hmm. a figure. Yeah, I've seen... I've... In retrospect of, of the JFK assassination, I'm not, you know, educated enough about it, but I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts with people. He has, like, CIA or ex-CIA agents or officers, whatever you call them, on the podcast talking about it and giving their perspectives and just other conspiracy theories on his podcast. And a lot of them, pretty much every single one of them, have a different but almost connected story on it wasn't just Oswald and assassination which is interesting so um one of the conspiracy theories I found interesting and I had never heard of it before 
was the um, conspiracy theories related to the Denver International Airport. Um, and so apparently this airport's just chock full of conspiracy since the day it was built. Um, so the very first conspiracy is that it's under the control of Freemasons and the New World Order. And the New World Order, if you haven't heard of them, it's basically this elite international power group that controls all the workings of the world. So they all control goes through them. Um, so apparently out front of the Denver airport, there's a time capsule with a Freemason symbol on it and a reference to a New World Airport Commission. Um, and so the Freemasons are actually one of the most, I guess, wildly conspired against organization, but it's actually a real organization. So there's actually Freemasons that, you know, take part in this fraternal bond um, and they donated money to the airport to get it built. So that's kind of where that came from. But furthermore, apparently the airport has clues to the apocalypse all throughout the building. So there's gargoyle statues of Notre Dame era. There's a 32 foot, 9,000 pound Mustang sculpture that fell on the person who built it and killed him. And its eyes are neon red. They glow red. And so it's kind of thought to be like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And there's a 28-foot mural painted by uh, Leo Tenguma. And it's got Nazi imagery of what it looks like. It looks like Nazi imagery. Now, they say that it's distorted from his vision of it. And it's supposed to be like a world after war and poverty coming out of it and going into the light of a rainbow or whatever. Um, but... Honestly, I, I looked at the painting and it does look pretty pretty sketchy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but all of these are credited as Illuminati, Freemasons, New World Order, or Nazis. Um, third, there's apparently an underground bunker uh, which was created and caused an over budget of $2 billion. So the airport construction went over $2 billion and people think that it was used to build an underground bunker. Um, and this bunker supposedly houses billionaires and global elite in case of an apocalypse. Lizard people, apparently it's, it could serve as a bunker for lizard people. And aliens, or evidence, evidence thereof. Apparently there's been sightings of like inscriptions on the walls that look like alien or alien hieroglyphics. Um, and lastly is the uh, runway configuration itself. So if you look at an aerial photo of the... Denver Airport, the runways configure into the shape of a swastika. Now, it's a little rough, like it, it's a little bit of a stretch, but honestly, if, if you trace out the, the runways, they do kind of match a swastika to some degree. Um, and then furthermore, there's a tunnel that connects the uh, airport to NORAD, which is 100 miles away. So they conspire that there's an underground tunnel for Nazis that stretches 100 miles. Um, however, the, uh, Denver International Airport embraces most of these conspiracy theories. Um, they actually portrayed some of these in, um, kind of like a museum style exhibition and let the public kind of view these, these exhibitions of conspiracy theories. I mean, on a business standpoint, I would see why, <laughs> Yeah, but are you looking at the runways? Yeah. So I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the pictures you can't really no, I don't agree, but then some of these other, like... Yeah, once you trace like them all this out... this one? Yeah. That one... Yeah, you have to just look these up. That, um, that's actually one of the conspiracy theories that the DIA doesn't address, and DIA is short for the Denver International Airport. 
Um, so they address most of the conspiracy theories, but the Nazi runaway one, they, they just kind of ignore. It, it's a little bit of a stretch, I agree. Yeah. But, I mean, you trace that out and... Yeah. Wow. It, I mean, it's similar. There's definitely some similarities there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over that. Um, but that's weird because the... Um, the underground bunker links like three other conspiracy theories just within itself in one bunker. Yeah. So a conspiracy, a conspiracy of where the two billion went for an underground bunker then links the New World Order, links um, lizard people. Aliens. <laughs> and aliens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Well, apparently it, its actual purpose is for like um, transporting baggage and stuff. Like, so the, oh, there is like a airliners. Yeah, so it, it is used. There is like a tunnel under it, mm-hmm. but apparently it wasn't part of the uh, overspending. They accredited that to other areas of the airport, but um, basically the bunker is not to house billionaires, lizard people, or aliens. It's just for business purposes only. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, I wonder, I'm guessing people have gone through, workers and not have gone through underneath, and I wonder if any of them come out and said they've seen things, well, haven't. I don't think anyone said they've seen anything in terms of like the aliens or lizard people or anything, um, but the, the picture of the alien, so apparently there was like a figure of an alien drawn into the mm-hmm. walls, that was kind of baseless, only considering there's other graffiti under that tunnel, such as smiley faces and names and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, was kind of just like, if someone snuck down there, they could paint an alien face pretty easily. It's not It's not like it's restricted access and somehow an alien face got down there. It's, you know, someone snuck by or one of the workers thought it would be funny to draw an alien face. But, um, yeah, that's how they explain that one. Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of rifting off that one, we should talk about the... Lizard people or the reb, uh, reptilian. Oh, I can't. Reptilian. Yeah, bad. Sorry, reptilian elite people. Um, so I guess a little background on that. So, according to the article on Time, there um there are among us, blood drinking, flesh eating, shape shifting, extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids. With only one objective in their cold blooded little heads to enslave the human race. <laughs> Um, they're all leaders, our corporate executives, our beloved Oscar-winning actors, Grammy-winning singers, and they're responsible for the Holocaust, the Oklahoma City bombing, and 9-11 attacks. At least according to former BBC Sports reporter David Icke, who became the poster human for the theory in 1998 after publishing his first book, The Biggest Secret, which contained interviews with two Brits who claimed members of the royal family are nothing more than reptiles with crowns. Um, the conspiracy theorist and New Age philosopher who wore only turquoise for a time insisted on being called Son of Godhead. Um, it says these reptiles have controlled humankind since ancient times. They count among, they, they count among their number Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kessinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and Bob Hope. Um, it says Ike even claims that the lizards are behind secret societies like the Freemasons and Illuminati. 
So I don't know. That's that's weird. I don't I don't know about that one. I, I could see Queen Elizabeth being a reptile. <laughs> that's not to say offensively. I just mean I can see because of how long she's lived. Yeah, she's been ruling since she was like what eighteen, and she's pushing a hundred. I don't think she's a hundred, but she's pushing it. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but she also has the money and resources to keep herself alive like that new age medicines and stuff like that i don't know if that's necessary because she's a lizard well did you see the recent pictures of uh her husband prince andrew i believe or prince charles one whoever her husband is Mm -hmm. there was a picture of him like leaving a hospital i guess probably three weeks ago dude looks like a a reptile i'm not gonna lie (laughs) like have you it may be age but but... i think think just age because if we're going off like that have you seen Dolly Parton's husband being pictured the first time in, like, 40 years? Being what? Photographed. He hasn't been photographed in over 40 years. Dolly Parton? His, her husband. Oh. Yeah, but I think that's just because he's, like, an introvert. I don't I think that's... But if you look at him, and the same thing with, like, Queen Elizabeth and her husband, the girl, you know, the one that's the most the popular one of the family is, has a lot of money, looks fine for their age, and then you have their husbands that look like lizards. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know if they know... I mean, or they're lizards. No, no. I just, <laughs> I just think it's age. I don't think Look, it's... The, next, the first time I see a photograph of Queen Elizabeth sunbathing, I'm going to say it makes sense. <laughs> oh, my God. That, or she's a vampire. And that's why she doesn't no, sunbathe. She I has just, to stay indoors and... She's always wearing the hats. Yeah, and she's fully exactly. <laughs> I can see her being a vampire over a lizard. <laughs> I, can, I can help on board with that. Bro... Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. Oh my god! <laughs> That's who he was after. He, <laughs> he was after the whole Queen, time. Queen Elizabeth was already around. He knew. <laughs> he was coming after her ass. He said, "We gotta stop oh this." Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that turned. That turned. Um, okay. Yeah, I was just moving from that one. That was... <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into um, high frequency active auroral research stations or HARP. So this is a research station in Alaska. It is, it's funded by the U.S. Air Force, Navy, University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. Um, and it's supposed to research the ionospheric um, um, portion of the atmosphere. Um, and its goal is to enhance technology for radio communications and surveillance. However... Conspiracy theorists say that it's capable of manipulating weather and capable of triggering floods, droughts, hurricanes, earthquakes, and thunderstorms. Um, a lot of people, uh, or a lot of conspiracy theorists who believe this, believe it's responsible for the earthquakes in Haiti, major thunderstorms around the world, and the downing of TWA Flight 800. Uh, furthermore, people think that it has the ability to... Um, Flip Earth's magnetic poles, establish mind control, and neutralize satellites from the air. Um, and so, I guess one of the biggest reasons for these theories is it's a, a research agency, but it doesn't open its doors to the public, so no one can come in and take a tour of it or anything. Um, and I, I think I've read reports where it's being actually shut down, and it's not due to conspiracy conspiracy theories. I just think their research is over, but. Uh, yeah, so it's it basically uh, conspiracy theorists think it's a tool of 
controlling people's minds and manipulating weather patterns to I don't know for what reason, but for, for See, some I feel reason, like if they were, if this was true, able to manipulate weather patterns, wouldn't they just be able to like manipulate the weather to not let or have the effect like global warming happen? Unless they want global warming to happen, you gotta think. Oh, <laughs> global maybe. warming raises money. So they can get more money for research and control more people. And to pay for their lotion while they sunbathe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're not listening. I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> that is all you. <laughs> You'll come around. <laughs> no. I mean, but that's I don't know. So is there any other any other evidence on that? There's, uh there's no there's zero evidence, it's just, just speculation. Just, oh that, that was just the, the, the fact that it exists in the first place and that it kind of like takes control of the ionosphere mm-hmm. makes people worried and they think that having that position is dangerous. Do you think if the government was able to do that, they would do it? Uh, yes. Or a private company? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I think they would. <laughs> I think if anyone had the ability to manipulate weather, they would use it. I wonder how they would use it. I wonder, if, I wonder if it would be more subtle changes that would. I think I think it would depend on whoever was using it. But like I think if it was a corporation that could do it, they would do it to rate make money, mm-hmm. some way. If it was the government, they would do it to make money. <laughs> See this this type of thing, uh, getting a little off track. Have you seen the show Travelers? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna briefly explain this and get back to my point. So Travelers is a show, which I don't. I, I think it has three or four seasons. I don't know if it's still, if it's still going. Um, but it's a show where in a distant future, human the human race was pretty much wiped, okay? And the people who were left created this organization or, or became some type of AI people that went back into time and it takes place in the 21st century from now and they would change subtle events. So if someone was going to die, they would take over their body before they died. They wouldn't die, and they would change subtle events to change history and keep the human race from dying. So I wonder if that's what if it was if that was true, if that's what they would do, change subtle things. That way they would make money or something, but it wouldn't be that noticeable. Well, I, th- I think a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, natural disasters bring in a bunch of money. And so, just imagine, now, I am not saying I believe that this company would do it, but let's just, you know, I'm going to make up a company, I'm not even going to get into that, but let's just say, you know, Blackwater Internationals decides that (laughs) (laughs) they need some money, and then to do that, they create major flooding in whatever region or area you want, Mm -hmm. and then they put their brand name right here to say, we're in full support, and so... Anyone who's supporting the uh, you know recovery aid of this country or region, they see Blackwater International, and it's subliminal. They're like, oh, they supported this this charity fundraiser for mm-hmm. people like that. I think companies would use that in a heartbeat if they could. That's so wrong. It is but wrong, I mean, but I mean, you tell me they wouldn't. <laughs> they would. <laughs> <laughs> they hundred percent would. They would. Yeah, I I don't see any reason or any logic to say that they wouldn't this is a big riff but what if 
what if they mind controlled Elon Musk? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and they made him go on Rogan's podcast to smoke weed to tank <laughs> to tank their stocks to then buy their stocks and then they make their money back. You mean the big oil industries? Yeah. Mm. Because they, you know, his stock tanked then. Yeah. And now it's up fifty hundred bucks now since then. Uh, well, maybe it's big oil making sure that you know renewable resources <laughs> get just trashed. That's related to all of this though. There's actually a conspiracy theory I read about, and I don't have all of the information, so I'm just, it's just going to be a brief summation. But basically, it's this theory that there's was an emperor a long time ago. Um, and he changed the year of the calendar 200 and some odd years ahead so that he would be in control at the turn of a century or at the turn of a millennium or some some big turn of time event, mm-hmm. which would mean that we're all 297 years behind where we actually think we are. So all the years are essentially messed up, which, granted, doesn't really matter considering mm-hmm. that um, you know time's relative anyway. But it would distort our perception of when historical events happened. So depending on wherever that 200 and some odd year shift happened, we would have we would be at a 300 year gap of what we think actually happened and what actually happened, like the time period of when it happened. So like times the time period before that gap is actually further away, no, closer than what we thought it was previously that's confusing yeah so I, I, I don't know the year that this supposedly like time jump happened but mm-hmm. yeah so anything that happened before that is actually closer than what we thought it was because we just jumped for 300 fake years it didn't really happen but <laughs> time's relative it doesn't matter <laughs> <It's not interesting. laughs> okay um okay now rifting off your subject about him changing time how do you know anything about the doomsday clock uh, I've heard about it, but I don't know specifically like the ins and outs of. The... Okay, so it's a symbol that represents the likelihood of man-made global catastrophe, and it was made or maintained back in nineteen forty-seven by the members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Okay, so back in nineteen forty-seven, it said we had around I think thirty minutes or something like that in their relative time until global catastrophe or something like that and now just recently it has reached um this past week it's reached 100 seconds yeah so i think that is related to the idea that if all of earth's history on a like was happened on a 24-hour time period Mm -hmm. like the time between now and going back to like you know several bce or something like that has only been like an hour or something like that well i was trying my calculations could be 100 wrong but i tried calculating this when i first saw it last week and i was coming up with some figure like their minute is referenced as like six years yeah. six or seven years are actual time so if my if that was right or even close that means based off their time they would say that the catastrophe would happen within what 10 12 years somewhere in that range yeah which is well, interesting I don't know about that <laughs> I, I think it also adjusts so it could go backwards and forwards and stuff like that yeah. depending on what we're doing but yeah there's actually 
it actually might be the same thing, but I know I visited a website several years ago and it tried to predict the end of the world or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we've had all those different end of the world uh, conspiracies oh, yeah, yeah. You over the years. Y2K, uh, 12, 2112. Um, yeah, the Mayan calendar ending. Yeah, and was not, 2016. Was, yeah. Yeah. You've had, we've had all these just yeah. in the time we've been alive, so... Are they true? Probably not. I mean, I guess it's fun. Well, just that, to... I mean, they're not, obviously, now. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 obviously not. But I'm talking about the future ones that yeah. are coming are probably not true. But it's just, it's just fun, I guess, to conspiracize or... <laughs> guess when we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right, so another one for mine, and this will be the last one I have, um, it's called Ong's Hat, and so Ong's Hat is actually a ghost town in Burlington County, New Jersey. Uh, it began as a work of fiction, like kind of a, a legend or a, a tale or something like that, mm. um, but it grew beyond the legend. And so it starts off by saying, in 1978, a jazz musician named Wally Ford bought the area around Ong's Hat for seekers of counterculture interests. So people who are interested in like religious spirituality and time travel, all these crazy things, they could come there and research for, I mean, it's basically a sanctuary for researchers. Um, two Princeton students came and they were trying to study the same kind of ideas, counterculture society, and they founded the Institute for Chaos Studies. So the chaos studies were I guess the branch of science that was interested in this counterculture idea and they developed this thing called the egg to figure out when a wave becomes a particle and so it's basically a sensory deprivation tank that a person gets inside and in some way or another I guess rides waves to figure out when it becomes a particle apparently this egg disappeared for seven minutes with someone inside of it then came back the person inside of it said he died down into quantum level and followed a wave to another dimension. He said this dimension was an exact replica of Earth, except it had no people on it. So apparently he comes back and all of these scientists move their operations to the new Earth, leaving only secret labs where the egg returns for supplies. Um, and this inspired several conspiracy theories looking for signs or clues to interdimensional travel. <laughs> so you're hold up okay that's no hold wait wait a minute yeah okay so first of all you're telling me the egg yeah this like tank it's a, basically a sensory sensory deprivation pod okay this, so this pod yeah is currently as we speak still going back and forth yes and how is there evidence of this that it hasn't broke there's not it started as a um like a folk tale or some kind of like work of fiction like it it was created as a fiction piece but people have latched on to the idea that it's possible and so people go there looking for signs of the egg and stuff like this it was literally created this entire story was fabricated people made it real yeah and they, and they published this article and spread it around it, it it was almost an experiment so they were trying to see how far that their legend would go mm. by spreading it through internet and email text chains and stuff like that and it, be, it caught on and became an actual theory that people thought they were hiding something on so there's no actual scientist doing this no 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 this okay, is, this okay, is not real research confused. this is 
conspiracy theorists who think that there's so the egg is not real or anything nothing of it's real none of it's real none of it (laughs) so where are they going to look for it at then they're going to Ongsat the the place exists but the things that happened there didn't gotcha so it's just just a ghost town that's there's there's just a couple abandoned buildings there and so people are going around there looking for signs of the lab and the egg and interdimensional travel there's nothing there Oh my god! <laughs> but people have bought the idea that there is something there, and so they. But I mean, okay, coming. I mean, to be honest, I think before hearing this conspiracy, or honestly now, I'd probably go just to, just to <laughs> get out, you know, see what everyone else is seeing, you know. I don't know. It'd be fun. <laughs> I guess if you just heard the story, and it started in like late nineties, this this story did. So I guess mm-hmm. if you're back there, especially with the Y two K movement, like yeah. we were talking about, I mean, shit. If you don't have anything else going on, yeah, you, you might, you might as well. Trip and go <laughs> I mean, the worst, the, I mean, worst thing that could happen is you just took a trip to New Jersey for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> the best case, the best case could happen. You can fucking travel between dimensions. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally. I, I mean, there's not a lot of stakes there. No, there's no cons to going. Honestly, so I mean, yeah, only pros. Let's pack up. <laughs> <laughs> come back in a week give me an update yeah, if y'all don't hear from us on our Wednesday episode you know we're traveling through dimensions <laughs> we will not be back <laughs> yeah, we'll, we're gonna figure this shit out that's funny <laughs> nigga I had something when you talk about a ghost time that I had something another conspiracy I've heard but I, I forgot. There's I mean, so I, th- many. I think for every ghost town that actually exists in the United States, there's probably a conspiracy theory for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, I guess no one can just believe that people just leave towns. So yeah, um, no, I don't want to say it was not a conspiracy. It's more on the basis of how they were allowed to make it seem real. Have you seen the photo of the YouTubers called like? Yes, or something like that. Yes Theory, I think, or something like that. Oh, I, I don't know who Yes Theory is, but I haven't... You, so you've seen the video, uh, the fir- uh, photo of Justin their Justin Bieber lookalike with the burrito? No. So they had, they found this guy that looked like Justin Bieber, and they dressed him, you know, like Justin Bieber. They put him in some park. They got him a Chipotle burrito, and he ate it on the side. So not the correct way, eating his bit down, and they took a picture of it, and then sent it to all the media outlets. <laughs> and the same day, they... All the media outlets are reporting how Justin Bieber ate a burrito wrong, <laughs> and everyone thought it was Justin Bieber until like a week later they came on the video saying no, we you know framed this and they showed all their steps in doing it and it was fake. But they got every single media outlet they sent it to, they got them. And see, Ong's hat kind of reminds me, or ghost towns in general kind of remind me of the fascination people have with um, Jamestown, I believe it was. It was the, first, oh, yeah, the yeah. very first uh, settlement in the United States, and all the people went missing, which I think is cool as shit. That is. But. I think, honestly. I, I mean, likely some Na- like, Native Americans yeah, that's what came across and, you know. Or it was just wildlife in general, maybe. That's true, but I think the wildlife, they would either have fought them off or there would be remains left. The fact oh, so there were no remains. No, no, no. There was no trace of them. There was, there was like, initials or some word carved into a post, and that was it. There was no trace of I haven't heard human of this. remains. Yeah. I've heard of Jamestown, but yeah. I've not heard of them disappearing. Yeah, their, their camp and everything was still set up. Like, Just gone. tents and stuff, but no sign of human life there. Which means, <laughs> That's crazy. Which means either... The, the two popular theories right now is they went off looking for supplies and probably came into, like, a Native American camp and mm-hmm. were um, killed... And then the second theory is they ran out of supplies, all hopped onto a boat, and took off back for England 
to go get supplies or either return home. Mm-hmm. And I guess probably sank along the way if they did do that. But yeah, there's zero trace of of any human. And it's either Jamestown or Jonestown, but I believe it's Jamestown, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's, that's yeah. crazy. That's interesting. Um, that's, that's actually one of those that... I guess we can save that for another episode, but unexplained mysteries of history. <laughs> yes, we have to do that. We have to do that, yes, 100%. That's... Because I have one about... Uh, we'll get to this later, but Egypt. I, I don't know if I told you about this, but I talked to our, my roommate Marcus about the different theories, not necessarily conspiracy, but different, you know, theories on the pyramids and different weathering patterns, which we'll get into later when we talk about well, the mysteries. Egypt itself is chock full of unexplained yes, mysteries yes, from, I can't wait to get from to that. tombs to pyramids yeah. to, I mean, you There's name it. so much. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll have to get into that <laughs> at some point. Um, but I have one which... I didn't hear about hear about this one. You did, and I think you have one that you could probably riff off this one. The Paul McCartney incident. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know about this one, but the Paul McCartney uh, conspiracy theory. So, um, again, off time, it says that Paul McCartney never wrote "Maybe I'm Amazed." He never formed the band Wings. He never clashed with Yoko, became a vegetarian, or fathered any of his children. When Queen Elizabeth knighted him in 1997, he was actually knighting, or she was actually knighting someone else. This is because conspiracy-minded Beatlemaniacs say Paul McCartney secretly died in 1966. Theorists claim that other Beatles covered up his death, hiring someone who looked like him, sang like him, and had the same personality as him. But the guilt eventually got to them and then began hiding clues in their music. In the song Taxman, George Harrison gave his advice for those who die, meaning Paul. Um, it says the entire Sar- Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album was awash with Paula's dead clues. The Beatles had formed a new band featuring a fictional, fictional member named Billy Shears, supposedly the name of Paul's replacement. The album contained John Lennon's A Day in the Life, which had the lyrics, He blew his mind out in a car. And the recorded phrase, Paul is dead, miss him, miss him, which becomes evident only when the song is played backward. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, Lennon was mumbled, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. In interviews, Lennon, Lennon said the phrase was actually cranberry sauce <laughs> and denied the existence of any backward messages. Um, this is long. Well, apparently, there's also on the Abbey Road cover... Um, he's the only one that's barefoot and he's following behind the group and I guess that had also something to do with oh, it. Oh really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, I'll continue to see. Uh, it says Paul is Paula's dead believers think that Beatles accompanied these backward tape loops and veiled references to death with album covers that illustrated the loss of their friend. The original cover of nineteen sixty six Yesterday and Today album Featured the Beatles posed amid raw meat and dismembered doll parts, symbolizing McCartney's gruesome accident. If fans placed a mirror in front of the Sgt. Pepper album cover, the words Lonely Hearts on the drum logo could be read as one, he died, he won. One X, he died, one. Okay. And of course, there's the Abbey Road cover, which you just mentioned. Um,. It says, if Paul is dead, then his imposter is still at large. 
He met and married Linda Eastman, with whom he had four children with. Um, he released a live album, and so forth and so on. So that's interesting. <laughs> there's, there's actually a lot of celebrity conspiracy theories that they replaced these celebrities with other people. Um, there's a, a conspiracy theory that the uh, South African um, president, I believe, was something like that, mm. was replaced by a clone. There's um, conspiracy theories that Avril Lavigne was replaced by some woman named Melissa. Um, and then there's a conspiracy theory that uh, John Bonet Ramsey was actually not murdered, but she grew up to be Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I don't know. But... I don't know who that is. Who is that again? You were talking about that earlier. Yeah, so it was like this uh, young girl, I guess she was fairly talented singing, um, and her, she was found murdered in her bedroom, so her, her parents were prime suspects of murdering her. Um, but apparently there's conspiracy theories that think that her death was covered up or that she didn't really die, but I don't know. I don't really know the ins her and outs. Did her parents get um, convicted? Uh, I don't know enough about the case. I just uh, kind of have a, a general idea, yeah. but... Um, I well, think I think they were definitely on trial for a while if they didn't get convicted. I think the dad more than the mom too. I think mm. he was on trial for. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yikes! Well, yeah, these these conspiracy theories, man. There's apparently somewhere too in Katy Perry's l- lyrics where she says, "I'm no John Bonet Ramsey" or something like that, and it's supposed to be like a a hint to oh. she actually <laughs> is John Bonet Ramsey, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um. And I mean, those are just, just kind of scratch the surface. There's plenty more. We're probably not going to cover, like, the 9-11 cover-up and the Jesus and Mary Magdalene and stuff like that. But, yeah. <laughs> I think for whatever topic there is, in terms of, you know, general conversation, historical mm-hmm. events, historical people, celebrities, probably conspiracy theory for yeah. it. Okay, my thing... Okay, so another big one is the moon landings were fake. Yeah. And I don't necessarily believe that, but my only thing is, why I know they've been there, so you don't they don't need to go again. But why haven't they gone again, or have they? And it's just not been really. I think I think their reasoning is more or less like there's nothing for us to do up there. Like the, the, only, just, the only thing they can do is go collect more moon rocks. But I mean, once you have a few, you don't need more. Yeah, I don't think the moon is our is as like our most likely candidate for future living whereas mars no, is. but i wonder why they haven't tried to at least build a station up there or something and then take off of Mo- of the moon to mars or something is what my thing is while I, they while well, they... i think because it would take a lot of fuel and logistics because they would have to land the shuttle on the moon mm-hmm. and you're already low on on fuel and then you have to go back to mars and i don't think the moon's atmosphere is conducive to like refueling stations and stuff. I think they would spend more fuel trying to land on the moon than take off to Mars than they would just, just to... going straight from Earth to Mars. Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes sense to me. I was just kind of confused. I believe it went to the moon, but that was just my thing on it. That was the only thing that was keeping me from like having that in my mind. It was like, why would we not go back again yeah. if we've never been before? If you know what I'm saying, but that makes sense. Yeah, I think we. I I, I don't have any reason to believe we didn't land on the moon. Um, but the conspiracy theorists that say that we didn't back in the 60s are 
fairly compelling in so some oh, cases. Oh, yeah. Some of the, just like the, uh, non, I guess not going to go into it, but nine, some of the 9-11 stuff, cover-ups is pretty conv- convincing. I don't know if you've seen any of this. Some of the... Yeah, like inside job and it was rigged with yes, explosives. Have you and, seen the video of one of the planes? Yeah. Well, are you talking about the one where the lower part of the building explodes before the plane hits that it? That one, but also there was some video I saw. It could have been edited, so I'm not going to put all my emphasis into it. But there's some video of a reporter, you know, talking about it as it's happening. And when the plane is going to hit, the front of the plane like just disappears. Like, 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 let's get cut. Like, it was edited in there, and then it kind of moves into it, and then it explodes, if that makes sense. It, like, it was edited into it. Bef- like, so you're saying it exploded from the bottom, so it exploded at the bottom as the plane was going into it, but then, like, a piece of the plane was, like, chopped off. See, that, I, I think that would probably be just the way the video happened. Or it maybe, might have been, maybe. may have been, but that was, like, weird. I don't know, just... Because for both planes, there's multiple camera angles on it, and yeah. you can clearly see what happens but um yeah but stuff like that with the moon landings different types of like the film being edited and stuff like that weirdly and then come on there's no stars and just so much other stuff some of these conspiracies can be very compelling i'm not gonna lie yeah well that's the conspiracies. A, a lot of people spend a lot of time <laughs> yeah researching and figure out ways where things couldn't happen or could happen or I mean, I would pre-warn if any of these interest anyone, and if they start watching YouTube videos on them, to be careful, because you're going to go down a rabbit hole very quickly, <laughs> and it's going to seem like everything is facts, but that's just YouTube's algorithm, unless you're just a true, you know, conspiracy believer, but... I would be curious to know how many, like, what percentage of people believe at least one conspiracy theory. I would say 100%. No, no, ninety. Yeah, I'll say ninety percent people. Cause, like cause, I mean, even if you don't believe in some of these like bigger events, I feel like there are a lot of people that believe Bigfoot's real. A lot of people mm-hmm. that believe Loch Ness monster's real. Yeah. So I, I feel like it would be a good percentage, but I, I would like to know that statistic. Well, I mean, even if you just off the JFK assassination, it said seventy yeah, percent didn't believe Oswald was the only one involved. Yeah. Which makes that conspiracy. So I mean, there's seventy percent right there. So that's just in the JFK assassination. And all the other 30% believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, would, is, that, is Bigfoot a conspiracy or is it more just like a Santa Claus type deal? Or like if believe, people believe it. No, because Santa Claus, once you get over the age of 12, you don't believe it. Like no one believes Santa Claus is real. I, I don't know of any 20, 30, 40 year olds who still okay, actually I, I believe get what you're Santa saying. Claus. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Meanwhile, right. there's people who yeah, go out and really, really believe yeah. Bigfoot is. And there's like those, uh, Discovery Channel or episodes like going and looking for Bigfoot and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, another big one's Area Fifty One. Oh, yeah, I would say I would yeah. say at oh, least yeah. 70, 75 percent of Americans believe there's something going on in Area Fifty One. That okay, this is so off topic, but that shows when it comes to Area Fifty One how how social media has changed. It like influenced people because you saw how many people took part online about the Area Fifty One protests or going to go see it in storming it yeah. yeah so many people took part in that online but when it came to real life no one showed up <laughs> or barely um, anyone showed up that's also because they threatened to kill them if they, storm, they really? stormed oh see i didn't yeah, hear about if, that if, if they would have stormed area 51 the air force would have been authorized to open fire because think, it's restricted huh, government okay but realistically you think if two million people not necessarily stormed area 51 but you know walked past where they're supposed to 
they would open fire on two million people. They would probably give them a warning, and if they kept marching, yeah, they would start you opening. Think so, a hundred percent. It's restricted government access. What, that would have caused the, like a civil the, war. The only, the only other option just let them walk in there and infiltrate, basically infiltrate an air force base. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yes, I think if I put that in perspective anywhere else, I can see, yeah, they yeah, would I mean, let I mean yeah, but, if you just go to any random Air Force base and try to just walk your way into it, they're going to forcefully tell you no. And if they have two million people storming it, I think their only option is to open fire. Okay, so I didn't know they were... I, I, don't, they, th- I, don't, th- I don't think I don't think their goal would to be to kill as yeah. many people as possible, but I think they would definitely open fire to get them to turn around. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether that's dry rounds going over their heads mm-hmm. or at the dirt, whatever, I think they would open fire at least to let them know that they will use force to get them to turn around. So I don't I, maybe they wouldn't kill anybody, but I, definitely live rounds would be spent to make sure no one got in there. So, yeah, and I think a lot of people knew that too. <laughs> I see. I didn't hear that because I, the people that but, did, they that did show up. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they camped like a mile and a half, two miles away from Area Fifty One, and just kind of like was there, celebrated being. Yeah, there. I saw some. I saw some videos of people that went and. They had a uh, places set up for people yeah. to show up, and like no one really showed up. Yeah, they had like a concert ready for everyone, and then but yeah, there was there, there was really no one within the vicinity of Area Fifty One. Yeah. So, um, have you heard of Bob Lazar? I've heard the name. I don't. I don't okay, know so he about the name. he is I guess known well known for talking about Area Fifty One because apparently he worked for. Um, this is getting back into big conspiracy. He worked for Area Fifty One and, and worked at a specific apparent sector within Area Fifty One, and he worked before he worked at Area Fifty One. He worked at some other private high uh, tech institution. I forgot what it's called off the top of my head, but apparently after he he got caught with friends on Area Fifty One or something like that, and they pretty much fired him or something like that. And so, in retaliation, he started going around and telling people everything he knew about it. And according to what he says, the government re- released, re- um, erased everything about him besides, like, one picture of him working at that previous private firm or whatever. So, he went on Joe Rogan and I Some of his stuff makes sense, but some of it is very far-fetched. You know, if you watch this podcast with Joe Rogan... But some of the stuff that's really interesting is he's talking about different elements, like element 118, that they found, or he was talking about 20 years prior before it even was released. So stuff like that was kind of convincing that he knew technology 20 years prior to what we even knew now. But besides that, some stuff is very far-fetched. I think the people that you know work for these agencies and stuff and leave and then fuel those conspiracy theories mm-hmm. are some of the most interesting because it's like yeah. you know maybe they're telling the truth maybe they're pissed off they got fired and they just want to yeah. spread some you know conspiracy theories or I don't know but like he was saying that there was nine different small spaceships that are all different in size and shape that they each person was working with and and they were only allowed to like they had two for each spaceship they had a whole bunch of different teams working on different parts of it and each person only had or each team only had two people and they were only allowed those two people only have to work on that specific thing and not tell anyone else about anything else except i guess they're higher ups or their boss and they were working on some like on the engine part and the engine i think if i remember correctly he said it was just like a ball with 
like a anti gravity thing around it. Like it had, it was producing gravity itself or something like yeah. It was weird. I don't know exactly. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but something like that is what he was talking about. And each one of the spaceships had a different type of engine like that. So, I don't know. It was just, see. I think Area Fifty One is probably just a testing center for like brand new technology and that's stuff. That's what I would think too. Because yeah. I feel like if there was anything actually, you know foreign there like aliens or um alien craft anything extraterrestrial yeah. mm-hmm. in the age of social media there would be some person would some, it, yeah. who had already been on you know twitter instagram facebook whatever social media platform mm. someone would have shared it so but then again you could also get misinformation spread someone claims they work there and then they're like oh this is a picture of an alien that's in area 51 and see so that's why i think it's also a lot of those places out I feel like a lot of like alien sightings. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Happen in the Midwest. Uh, th- well, I think there's hot spots because there's like certain areas of the United States where there's just like a spike of alien sightings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Roswell, New Mexico is probably the most famous. I mean, I know there's been some uh, sightings in New Jersey or something like that. There's, I've heard. Yeah, there's uh, there's places in West Virginia, Mich- West Virginia. Michigan, um, and then um, I would say countless in. Arizona, like, um, mm. and New, New Mexico. And see, that would make sense if they're testing new technology, new aircraft, yeah. stuff like that. That would make sense if they think it's UFOs, like well, they've seen stuff like that before. And the government also uses um, areas in the Midwest, like in the desert. Mm. They use that for bomb testing, yeah. um, atomic weapon testing, stuff like that. And so I, I think if you were testing bombs and stuff, why not test aircraft too? So I wonder if all these UFC fi- or UFO sightings are just like drones. Because, I mean, if you think about it, drones kind of, some drones kind of look like a UFO. Yeah. Well, that would explain maybe some of the UFO sightings in the past eight, ten years maybe, but previous to that, then... Are there still US, UFO sightings? Yeah, well, UFC, UFO sightings got really, really, really popular in, like, the 60s and 70s, I believe. And since then, they picked up. See, I feel like back then, the, go- or the government would be trying out drones back then. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't... Mm. Maybe not. Maybe that's a little far-fetched, but I mean, still... Yeah, I don't know. Different type of flying aircrafts back then. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a big possibility. Well, I think one of the things that distinct that distinguishes the UFO sightings from airplane sightings is the people that say they see them mm-hmm. have different flight patterns than typical planes. So back in the 60s and 70s, I don't, I don't know how, like, how early the drone development went, but, I mean, most planes back then, you go forward. You don't go yeah. up and down and shift your your, yeah, I guess you're right, your yeah. altitude, just staying still. So, I think that's one of the what's, bigger claims. That, what's your thoughts on the claims of the air pilots that see them in the sky? Like, have you, you, have you heard about pilots coming back and saying they've seen specks of black flying by them or something that doesn't look like another aircraft or a bird or anything like that? They think it's UFO or some type of alien. Have you heard any of that, anything like that? Anything I, like I that? I haven't heard about it, but I see that's that's some things I've that's most of the stuff I've heard has been on Joe Rogan. Just gonna preference that, but some of this, the people we've had on there has talked about that's the stuff that's most compelling to them are the pilots, especially like in the military and stuff that have come out and said they've seen weird objects in the sky, and that's what compels them. I don't necessarily know if that's true. Some of them are just saying that it's the altitude getting to them or something or the oxygen levels but I don't I don't know yeah I, I don't know the size or you know 
shape of the objects they're seeing. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, once you get up to a different altitude and hit some G's, you can have black spots on your in your vision and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe that's it. I don't really know. Um, I mean, I'm sure... I'm pretty sure there's been some recordings from their, I guess, aircraft cameras or something that have, ca- have caught, like, specks flying across the sky, but... Well, those could also be drones, too, because drones weren't... There was no regulated airspace for drones until, like, I think 20... 2014, maybe? 2015? Oh, could be then, yeah. So, I mean, before that, there I mean, there was already drones. So yeah. It could be drones up there that zoom past them, and they're like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. But, yeah. So, I think that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, come back Wednesday. We'll be covering some news topics. Um, we'll be going back over world news, offbeat news, and sprinkle some entertainment news in there for you. See you Wednesday. Thank you.